Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open, the Masters Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dave LaGreca, and I'm here with your teachers for today. Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. Guys, thank you. Class is now in session. All right, what we're going to do, we're going to jump right in. (laughs) Great. And And I really do like... This class today, and what we're going to do is era versus era, generations. It's fantasy book in 101. The top from one era to the top from another era. And I think when we look at it, it's fantasy booking, but it's also happened. Maybe even happened in your guys' career. So, you know, Bully, we'll start with you. When you hear era versus era, <laughs> there you go. Era versus area. What are you going for? Because I can distinctly remember you being in the ring with somebody that was definitely the top of his generation. Who? I don't know. Uh, HH might be a good uh, initials. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I got to share a ring with, with Hulk and I've told the story many times of being able to share the ring with Hulk Hogan and sting was an extremely big deal for me personally, because I was always looking for guys that were, had been more successful than me, had more experience than me, were smarter than me. And that was probably the most important thing and smarter. So I could learn that next level of wrestling and to be able to be able to go back and forth with Hogan on the mic and sting in the ring. um, This is where I use the word blessed when it comes to my career, yes, me and Devon were very blessed to be in the situations that we were in, but we grabbed those situations. We took hold of them. Having the, to share the ring with Hogan and Sting is where I was truly blessed because Eric Bischoff put me in those scenarios to help me grow as a talent. When I found out that this was the topic of conversation today, um, uh, immediately the first thing that came to my mind personally for era versus era dream match was the one that fans tell me that the one that they would have liked to have seen the most, which was the Dudleys versus the Road Warriors. And we came really close to doing it in the WWE. It did not happen for whatever reason. So fans point of view, I think that's what they would have liked to have seen. But the first match that popped into my mind, and this is going to, this is going to sound batshit crazy, but I'm gonna <laughs> I draw, like I'm that gonna, shit I'm crazy. Gonna, I'm going to draw a comparison and I think I'll, you'll be able to see where my thought process is at. I would like to see the Sandman circa ECW in, you know, 96, 97, 98, the height of the Sandman's popularity 
against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it, it's so crazy that when I heard the topic, wham, that those two names hit me. And I don't know why, because there's probably hundreds of other suggestions that are going to make for a better wrestling match. But think about the energy and the vibe and the level of excitement that those two characters created once their music hit. Once you saw it, heard Enter Sandman, <clears throat> or once you heard the glass break, you knew it was on. Excuse me. And Austin has gone on to say that he kind of borrowed a little bit from the Sandman when Austin was in ECW late 95, early 96. So that's the dream match era versus era that I would have liked to have seen. And just to see the Sandman and Steve Austin standing across from one another. And we got a taste of it at one night stand when they shared a beer. But um, those are my era versus era dream matches. And thank you for bringing up the Hogan one, because personally, I had forgotten that. I was thinking in terms of tag team wrestling. Yeah. But as a singles, yeah, being able to share the ring with Hogan and Sting was uh, a big deal for me. And the word reverence, reverence. <laughs> Sting is listening to the podcast. He's popping right now. Nothing but reverence. And, and you know, too, the, the Dudleys against the Road Warriors, because when every, anybody ever has the tag team debate, it's always the Road Warriors and the Dudleys. So being able to put those teams together, and like you said, that it was close to happening in the WWE, but just never happened. I mean, that's definitely a fantasy matchup that people would have loved to see. And you mentioned Hogan and Sting, and that was a big deal for TNA at the time. That was probably... Without a doubt, the height of the popularity of TNA was that time bully when there was Aces and Eights and Hogan and Sting. That was, that was to me, a, a, a great experience at that time in TNA. I appreciate the props. I'm not sure it was the height of the popularity. Um, TNA was doing higher ratings at another time, but drawing the biggest houses during that Hogan sting era. So I always like to give credit where credit is due credit to the talent that were drawing those 2.0 ratings on spike TV for TNA. But yes, during that Hogan sting time, the aces and eights, yada, yada, we were drawing the biggest houses and just, I was happy to be there, brother. I'm sure you were. And we, and this is a good conversation to have right now because we're going to see at Elimination Chamber, Lita against Becky, one generation against another generation, era versus era. So it's fresh in everybody's mind. And Tommy actually mentioned this on Busted Open, like, you know, Lita. I mean, what has she done lately to garner a championship title match against Becky? It doesn't matter because you're talking about one legend of one era and a legend in this area. Uh, Mark, for you, when you hear that era versus era fantasy booking, what comes to your mind? Well, I got to see it already. It happened. And that was watching Hogan uh, stand across from The Rock. Mm. And... um the the loudest pop I've ever heard. The most continuous pop that I ever heard to the point where it was so loud and it was so long. I had time to sit at the monitor in the back and go, man, this is crazy. I'm going out to the arena. And I walked <laughs> about a minute 
to the breezeway in between Gorilla, uh, uh, in between the stage and the crowd. And I walked out and I stood there and my clothes were going vibrating for like five or 10 minutes. And I was like, this, this can't, this can't keep going. And it did. That day, I don't know what the time was because I didn't have a clock on it, but it was over seven minutes of no talking, no reacting, no moving, just two people staring at each other. Sound like a like if you you walk out of a, a runway from the airport to the plane and you hear just uh, it's a sound that that's it's really you need to put your hand over your ears because it's bad for you it can bust your eardrums and that's what it was that was the one ultimate uh time era uh matchup that i i, I thought was gr- crazy but as far as one that i would like to see today i would like to see the fantasy booking of Charlotte Flair and Jazz in their primes. Okay. Charlotte Flair right now and Jazz when she was at her ultimate peak physical condition. I I watched her have a match with uh, Shane Helms and she was equal. She was his equal. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Shane Helms is awesome. Incredible wrestler. Incredible psychologist. Could flip and fly, do anything that guys do today. Maybe. Don't put him over too strong. But I watched Jazz. Everything that he gave, she gave it back. She worked so different than any woman that's ever wrestled in history that it would take today women's wrestling to compare. No other woman ever was her equal before today's wrestling. She was born in the wrong era. She was never a diva. She was, (laughs) she looked down on the diva thing. She wanted to wrestle. She wanted to fight. And if you wanted to fight, let me tell you something else. I still today don't think there's a woman other than Ronda Rousey and maybe Shayna Baszler that could have gave her a run for her money in a fight. That's saying an awful lot. These are trained fighters that I mentioned. And if anybody want to debate with me, we can call Jazz. (laughs) And then we can get on the phone. I want you to hear the intensity in her voice when she talks about what it is that she felt as one as a wrestler. Bully? Well, I got to throw two other names out there. You said you wanted a debate, but I, you're going to probably agree. I love agree. it. I love it. Gonna, I'm down. But you're going to probably agree just because they didn't pop into your mind. Miss Jackie. And Luna Vachon. Jazz would beat the shit out of both of them. Wow. Beat them like a drum. Hmm. She Tommy? held back. Tommy? She held back. 
I listen, I love Jacqueline. Yeah. I'm talking about a fight. Wrong weight class. There's weight classes in fighting. Conor McGregor can't fight me. Okay, I kill well, him. You, you you talked about bringing He's up a great names. fighter in his weight class. Conor McGregor can't can't win a fight in the class above him. How you and think he's gonna beat a 280 pound man, a 300 pound man that can fight too? I thought Jazz and Miss Jackie were the same size. No, no, Jazz Jazz was like 155 or something like that. Jacqueline was like 130 or less. And when she was her leanest, Jacqueline loved Miss Texas, love her, tough woman, but wrong weight class. And it's it's the same thing, man. Like there's, you said that about Luna. Luna was crazy. She was wild. But Jack, Jack, I think Jackie would kill her. It's, it's crazy. Don't make you tough. I'm talking about Jazz was double damn tough. I I would be afraid. I don't I don't know if her husband could beat her. I think right now if we call Jazz and Rodney. Rodney be like, no, man, I ain't messing with her. <laughs> she, man, she's she's a monster, man. Uh, and you talk Tommy, about toughness. You, Tommy, did you get to wrestle with her? Did you actually wrestle her one night? I, I know I did, so I'm just wondering if you did too. Jazz, I mean, she was my partner in ECW, and uh, we also worked angle. We didn't have a match, but we did a lot of stuff together. And, gotcha. you know, she was, uh, she was one of my uh, greatest finds in the industry. Uh, thinking about what where you guys are, are going and talk about her toughness. She was a parole officer after she left the business. And, you know, who's going to mess with her? And she was a lot older uh, doing that. And then I'm also thinking about what <clears throat> Mark's talking about. It's actually two things. I went out and watched Rock versus Hogan. And I remember I'm leaning against scaffolding and I kept on moving away from it because I thought the scaffolding was going to fall because it was vibrating. And that was from sound, but like it kept on like, because I wanted to experience it live as well, because I was in catering that entire WrestleMania. And uh, it was just like an amazing moment. <clears throat> and then think about this matchup, uh, Sherry versus Charlotte. Sherry Martel versus mm. Charlotte. You yeah. know what's crazy about that, all that this? That would be good too. Did we really all do the same thing in separate it. parts of the arena? Yep. For Rock and Hogan, because mm -hmm. Mark, you went and watched it. Tommy, you went and watched it, and I went and watched it. It was a, it was a curtain sellout. I, I, I never seen nothing like it. I mean, in my experience, like we talked about the CM Punk pop. We talked about uh, Jericho when he came to WWE and they did the Y two J pop. Like, there's been some guys that had like these ridiculous pops. Man, there ain't nothing that ever topped that. I mean, Hogan, I wasn't there for Hogan and Andre. I wasn't there. I'm sure that when they both got in between those ropes, it was the same thing. I guarantee you it was the same. I, I like, I, I like the, I, I mean, there's no way we could go back in time unless we was on that show Quantum Leap and we can like put the sound monitor in the ring with, with Andre and Hogan. Hogan and Rock, Punk, Jericho, Steve Austin and Rock. And if you if you notice that in in these things where we had these humongous, unbelievable pops, there were there were, the Mount Rushmore is on that. 
It's, it's the Mount Rushmore people. Yep. David, who do you got? Well, um, and you kind of brought up something, and I had one pick. Um, I was going to say Brian Danielson and Ric Flair. Uh, also, with the, a little bit of controversy that Ric Flair said about Brian Danielson, I thought it would be an interesting matchup because Ooh. just technically both of them together I thought would be fantastic. But, Tommy, you brought up something on Busted Open, and we were talking about the greatest of all time, the GOATs. And Andre the Giant's name was brought up. And I know how much he's been an influence on his career. Mark Henry and Andre the Giant. Like, those two in the ring, and obviously Mark being so influenced by Andre the Giant and his all-time favorite wrestler, to see those two in the ring at the same time from different eras, I think would be very special. Wow. Um, I do too, except for the fact of, I think Mark would be crying throughout the entire match and Mark was hard to break character, but Mark standing along like opposite, uh, Andre, the giant, he'd be a blubbering mess. A mess. I'd be like Bianca Belair across from sharp, uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, they just had the greatest one of the Sasha Banks. Bianca was <laughs> like, I, I, I understand. I've been there. I was here last week. Last week, Tommy had me a mess. And by the way, I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but Tommy's got a Rams hat on. Yeah, he's a fraud. You damn wishy-washy, no good son of a bitch. It's, it's Why a would you change teams every week? Well, they're my favorite team. They're in the Super Bowl. Oh, it's, it, it really is. It, it shows you uh, what he, that the guy's got issues. I mean, he's got problems. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff deep in there that, Mark, he could put on a different hat every single day of the week. It's oh, and, and th- Do you it's still hard. have the hat that I gave you for last Christmas? Do you still have that hat? Yeah, I do. And what does it say on the hat? Fraud. Because he's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. Circle gets a square. Johnny, tell one. Thank you, Dave. But you know what? I think, Tommy, do you have another? Because you did mention the women's match, but do you have another era versus era? I have an era versus era, but in this conversation, you guys always uh, make me think, and I'm, I'm actually mad and disappointed at the wrestling business right now because think of the matches that we should have had and we didn't. Um We never got to see Sting versus The Undertaker, and we had that opportunity. Um, If Bubba seen it, Mark seen it, Harlem Heat and the Dudleys was a back-and-forth locker room discussion a lot of times. And I know Stevie Ray wasn't wrestling, but how come nobody pulled him out of retirement just to have that match? Because when you talk greatest tag team of all time, uh. Booker will fire up, be like Harlem Heat, and then Devon would jump in, and it was like an awesome, awesome back and forth going at it. Uh, super duper surprised. Mark didn't say Big Show versus Andre. That match couldn't have happened, but think about that match and like with the athleticism of uh, Big Show, Paul White, and, and Andre the Giant. You know that was just a big, big marquee matchup. Uh, For me, I got to witness it three times, and I'm hoping and praying that the wrestling business does not do me this disservice. I'm When I had House of Hardcore, 
I did a lot of matches were generations versus generations. I did John, uh, John Morrison versus two cold Scorpio. I did uh, the young bucks versus Paul London and Brian Kendrick. I did the young bucks versus the Dudleys. There was a match that I did twice and it's been done only four times, but it needs to be done. And the only place it could happen is AEW the Young Bucks versus the Hardys needs to be on national television. Wow. Oh, well, a couple months. And it needs to happen because it's magic and it's all four guys. And this isn't somewhere where you need um, guys in their prime because that match can happen. That match can happen. And I'm not even talking about stipulations. I'm not talking about let's bring it to a ladder match. I'm just talking about that match needs to happen as a singles match where everybody who loves and appreciates tag team wrestling can sit back and watch it because it will be pure magic and wrestling bliss. I saw it twice on my own show and I was so happy I was able to see it and happy to have paid the guys to do it, but it needs to happen on a national scale for the world to see it because it would be pure art and the art of tag team wrestling. Wow. That, that Tommy, you would wait the last and then take the damn cake because I, I would pay, a, I would pay a lot of money. I don't know uh, what that ticket would fetch, but I guarantee you it, it, it'd be one of those, you know, 500 to a thousand dollar ticket. That is a true tag team main event in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah. Not like a thrown together main event or a main event because one team is bigger than the other. That is an on par. That's rock and roll. That's modern day rock and roll versus midnight. Yeah. I also think that to add on what Dave said about Ric Flair and his prime and Brian Danielson, uh, how about you have opening match? Flipping and flying, foreign flangling. And then all of a sudden you have Ric Flair and Brian Danielson have a marathon match. And it's not just an hour. These are two guys that in their primes, they probably could have gone an hour and a half easily. And I, I think that I would pay to see that I would have paid an exorbitant amount of money to go to see an hour and a half. We love page and, and Danielson. Yeah. Imagine flair in his prime fluffy hair, flair limousine, riding Learjet flying alligator wearing $5,000 suit wearing Ric Flair. And he has to go an hour and a half. That would that would be amazing. I still can't believe that they didn't break up the Mulkey brothers and have them go at it because that would have been a fantasy matchup for sure. Uh, we are going to see Era versus Era. We're going to see it at Elimination Chamber. Lita against Becky Lynch. That's going to happen on the 19th of February. But guys, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your stories and your fantasy matchups. Don't forget, you could subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast where you would get the Masters class each and every Sunday. And don't forget, you can also listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. School is now over. Thanks to Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and Mark Henry. We'll talk to you later right here.
on the Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 